we've over the years, we pick up, we talk about somebody, one of the many, many Arozim that fell in our times and try to be mis I make him his brain a little bit, the person's life and so on. We spoke with many years we spoke about people who um, who were as Alabana in the Kuf of the Nazis, Mashmam. Last year we spoke about people in Russia. Today I want to talk about someone who was tying both the Skalena Rebbe, Svein who both suffered the Nazis, and then much, much worse than the Communists, and Bimis Amek and Bimis Boinim, and that Rosin the Kaisal has and had. His name is Rebbe Yazazus of Portugal, and he was born in 1897. His father was a Rav in Skalen. Now, all the places that he was active in, were the countries, I guess in modern countries, range between Moldova, um, Ukraine, and Romania a lot. But the different, the, 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 they were, the, the places were in these areas, Sarabia, Bukovina, and, and Kaznistra, those, those are the areas where he was, where he grew up in, and where he functioned. His father, they were, his father was a Rav. They had a Chassidish, they didn't come from a Chassidish Geza, but his father's, I think he was, a, in terms of Rebbe to Talmud, he was fifth to the Baal Shem Tev. It's a long, it's, it's because, it's, it's in terms of years, it's much more, but it just happened to be one of them was a Talmud who died in a hundred something. So Akaponim, they, 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 so they had a, a Chassidish Knech themselves, their Chassidish orientation. They were especially close to the Regina Geza and the Sadigera. And the Vizhnets at some point, these were rebels who functioned in Ukraine and in, and in Romania and in Bukovina. That, that, that was the, the, the his, that, that's where he came from. He was Kaddish Vitar from the day he was born, a Masmid Otsum. A Talmud Chacham, a Knemida, had had nothing happened, he still would have been somebody who was uh, an Adam Godlad Ma'id, Mitzad, the the Mitzad, the, the the things that we, we that we measure person by, by his Torah, by his tremendous sitkis, by his tremendous stapkus, eating, drinking, sleeping, everything. And in its own right, that in its own right made, made him an Adam Gadol. At the age of 18, 17, 18, his father was nifted as far as the Rav Skalen, and he became the Rav Skalen. Now, the places, all these places we're talking about, the, 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 the cities, the hamlets, the places where he functioned and where he was a Rav and where he functioned, were all places where the Yidin was simple, they weren't educated, they were simple country folk, and <coughs> there were, uh, th and things were going rapidly downhill. He was a younger man, and he did tremendous things. 
he uh, he was first of all he was a skeleton he was available to the simple to the poor to the common one of the gvirim complained you know I go see the rav I trip over the guy who makes bagels and the tailor and the cobbler like Ayatollah um, was very and he cared tremendously the um, secular made a, a school and he realized he has to counter it he came out against it and made his own school and worked day and night that his schools were not sliach he worked getting funding for it he worked getting the kids he would take the kids and walk in the streets with them on a trip on a hike give them candies, sing with them, dance with them, whatever it took to bring the kids in. And by the end of it, they were all, um, they, they came out, all the town had, was in the from and not by the friar. He saw that people don't know halachis, and he made a safe in Yiddish, halacha Shabbos in Yiddish, and simple Yiddish for simple folk to be able to keep Shabbos. He was there 20 years. And then the Sanigera told him that there's an opening in a very big city, Chernovitz. Chernovitz was a Yerveh Israel, tens and tens of thousands of Yiddish families. And they need him there. And he moved to Chernovitz. And he became the Rabbi Chernovitz. Um, it was incredible, Ashkocha, that when he, um, when he left Skalen, the Russians came in and just simply wiped out the Jewish community. <coughs> Chernobyl was a big city, and he became, um, first the Germans conquered it, and he had to, he was taken, almost to be killed, he was rounded up, and through some days, got away. His, Mr. Snefish, for saving people, began then, the Germans, there were three, um, there were there were three Jewish um, soldiers of the Russian army that were stranded there, and the Germans put out an edict that anyone caught giving them any help whatsoever, Russians were enemies, and um, that's it. And certainly, a person is a Jew. No one wanted to touch them with a ten-foot pole and no one would give them shelter. He took them in. He took in three Jewish-Russian soldiers to, be, to save them. This would be the beginning of a lifetime of doing Hatzalas and Fashas in a tremendous way that's indescribable. He, um, once, the, um, once the Germans were out, Russians were in, he began finding kids that were homeless. Understand something. It was war, people killed out, people were um, wandering, and there were homeless and homeless, homeless kids, drove homeless kids. He took them into his house. <coughs> tens and tens and tens and tens of kids in his house and who is that Petropas for them? He, um, 
the um, there was he came once to the there was a the particular rope was there in Chernovitz and he comes one day to him and he says you're an enikel bashemtiv I need you to do a spell for me today it's a very difficult day for me today and he asked what's what's the problem he said there's this Russian officer that I've gotten to be friendly with and I was able to be poiled that he should save a lot of people I don't know I, I assume there was a a little bit involved, but by even calling the person was Nikotim, was Mesachim, was able. He said he's gotten annoyed with me. And the last time I was there to ask for somebody, he took out a gun and he said, This is the last time you're asking. One more time, and I shoot you on the spot, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. You're annoying, I don't want you here. He said, There's a woman with a bunch of children that were caught trying to smuggle the over the, 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 the uh, border, and which was capital offense. And if I don't get him to commute their sentence, they're going to be killed. So I'm going to ask him. Patrick Rav of Horowitz was very shaken. He says, who gave you a head for that? Who told you allowed to do it? My chazis, the domoy samach, ridamach. Who told you allowed to do it? He said, if I go, it's a suffix. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he'll change his mind, maybe he won't change his mind. These people, it's a vade. And suffering it's a vade, and I'm going. I'm just asking to miss power. He didn't, he said all day long he was ice managed by the He said he couldn't stop crying and dabbling and dabbling and crying. And after Friday evening, right before Shabbos, he sees the rebel walk out, sees the rebel come, Simcha, and he asked him, what happened? He said, I came in and the guy saw me. He got so enraged, he took me and threw me down all the steps out the door. Literally threw me down a, a, a floor of stairs and shoved me out into the door. And he showed him this. He said, so what happened? So he said, I picked myself up and I knocked again. I went up again and asked. And he didn't refuse me. This was the beginning. This is the way he would function for the rest of his life. He would take in the kids. He would help adults. There was a yid who came with a family of nine kids. And somehow, was some, some issue with his papers, whatever it was, he couldn't get out. So the Rebbe told his son that he has somebody in the government who promised him a favor if he ever asks, and he's going to use that promise. So the son said, and maybe Tata, it's time for us to leave. Ask for us also. So he said, two favors to Fasten Ruba is not going to do either. So maybe we should go. They're a rabbin. They're more than us. And it's for them. And he gave his visa he could have gotten for himself. He gave it to that person. 
That was Mr. Snefer saving people. He then began, and he realized that he can't stay there much longer in Chernobyl because it was becoming too difficult with the Russians. And he decided to move on to Bucharest. His, the kids, he smuggled over the border into Bucharest. He had a chance to escape through Poland. There was a Hakimtz at that time, escape through Poland, after the free world. He decided before leaving Chernobyl, he has to go to the Bermheim Chaim Shul. How can I leave without Gesengzich? And he missed. He missed the, the caravan out, and he remained stuck there and in Bucharest. And he smuggled over the kids, all the kids to Bucharest, and he came along and went along Bucharest. And over there in Bucharest, he would continue um, having all these kids at his house, kid after kid after kid. We're talking about in numbers that are astronomical, in the tens and the hundreds. Now let's explain a little bit what these kids were. These kids were homeless, parentless, uncouth, filthy. They, 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 they grew up in the streets, by the street, with nothing. That's who these kids were. They, 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 they were, they knew nothing. They, they wanted everything. They were wild. It, it's just um, unthinkable of having them. And he had them all. He never turned down a kid. He was in Bucharest. And that's where his main activities took place for the next 10 years or so. And he, uh, and, more, he um, and, and the government, in the beginning they were a little bit nice to him, but then they began to realize that he's hoarding all these kids. And they were very upset because the, um, the, the, by, by them, the kids were quote unquote, a national treasure. They were human meat to be used for being the highest ross of the, of, the, uh, of the government. They took these kids, they trained them to be the roughens, the, 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 the every, every cruel, vicious, mean job that needed to be done, these were kids. They had never seen love, they had never seen warmth, never seen anything. And this is what the government wanted. So they, taking these kids away was high treason, was stealing the kids. This is the nechas of the government. And he found where he registered the kids as his own kids. He, he adopted them, quote unquote. He, he had other people registered, and so on. What did it look like? Some descriptions. Um, there was a, somebody writes, there was a kid that had had an appendix operation, and the, the hospital threw him out because they had no room, even by their standards. 
and they put him into, so Friday they come to the Rebbe, the Rebbetson, they say, um, what should we do with the kid? They can't keep him in the hospital. The, the rooms in the house were taken by the girls of the, that he had adopted. I can't put him there. So what do you do with him? Farm out someplace. The Rebbe said, in my bed, that's where he is. And kids slept in his bed. They talk about kids that were filthy and dirty. Kids had to be cleaned up. The, 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 the Rebbe sat the chair slept someplace, and everything was totally for them. The same kid was not allowed to eat meat. They, the, the, the doctor said that after the operation, for a week, he can't eat meat. It's Friday night. They're sitting by the meal, and the kid's not giving meat. The kid goes berserk, and he starts running around and screaming and yelling. He runs into the kitchen trying to grab meat. They couldn't control him. And the Rebbe had to go down and speak with him and schmooze with him and calm him down and, and get him calm and functioning. The kids were totally unlettered. Every week that we taught how to make Kiddush, how to cut the challah, they, they, they had not learned anything, they didn't know anything. There was one kid, it's, it's, it's almost a sad joke, there's one kid that asked, why do you make Al-Tilas Luluf? You don't have to wash the Luluf, do you? Because it tells you diet, Al-Tilas Luluf. They, 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 were, they, they were from no place. They, they were nothing. Somebody describes the following scene. The Rebbe is standing and Dabni Kabbalah Shabbos. Yeshua. Uh, he's Dami Fari Ahmed and with the talus, they wear talus by Kamal Shabbos and Easton. And a little boy comes over with a runny nose and, and grabs, pulling his talus, tate, tate, the nose. And the Rebbe pulls out a handkerchief from his pocket, wipes the kid's nose, and pats him on his head and sends it back. The, 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 um, the, 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 the devotion to these kids was in a way that was indescribable, even in normal times. Had this not been war, had not been anything else, just this pool itself, it would have been something. He literally fathered, they literally fathered and mothers these, the hardest children possible. And they saw them always as kids. There was one girl who had, um, there was one girl who had date that raised the house, and at a certain point, she left them, she, she, she was buoyant, she rebelled, and she went off and became a communist, and went to acting school, learned to be an actress. For 12, 13 years, every Friday night by Lichtbenshi, the Rebbe said, Ms. Paolo Tata, bring me back my daughter. And she came back a few days before they left America. And there was once when Erev Shabbos, there was no money, and the Rebbe went to Patakarov. He said, you must ask my husband to do something, because there's no money. I can't make Shabbos. And he went to the Rebbe and said to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said, do you really think 
that this is Saimim will not have what to eat Shabbos. Somehow something came up and there was money. But the Rebbe's um, confidence was because of these kids. He kept these kids and he would try, obviously, smuggle them out one by one. He obviously didn't want to keep them in Romania. There was nothing in Bucharest to keep them for. And he would smuggle them out to Israel. That was the way to get them. And, they, they were, and that's what he did. The government did not like what he was doing at all. And they did everything they could to make life miserable. And they finally jailed him. And the first time they jailed him, they, um, he's, he got out the day after Yom Kippur. And the, um, he said he had a dream of an Esri or something, but the person, the person who let him out said, I'm letting you out, but it has nothing to do with the fact that it's Yom Kippur yesterday. It has to do with the fact that we're nice people. And he said, it's a matter of opinion. I do think it was had to be Kippur yesterday. And he got out. That was once. They kept on, um, they kept on being right of him. And finally, they put him into jail with the expectation that that would be it. The expectation that they would destroy him in jail. He says, they, um, in 1959, in Nissan, they jailed him for five months. The, through some nace, if word got out, there was an Askin, Svi Bronstein, Altido was an organization that worked for Jews behind Iron Curtain in those years. And I think it was a mild, I'm not mistaken. And um, he, whatever it is, he happened, he happened to be there, and he found out that the Rebbe was in jail, and he started moving things to try to do something for him. The Rebbe and his son were jailed, and before Pesach, he begged for having matzah, a little salt for Pesach. And his interrogator, the Munchajan, laughed at him in his face. His interrogator was a cruel, vicious person. He would tear his hairs out from his beard, from his head, to just cause him tsar. He was a person that was the, the dregs of the earth, just a psychopath, the darkum, like all the, that was the, the, the people that, that were the police and so on. And he um, left it. This they pulled tremendous ropes, they got the UN involved, big things, and a quarter of an hour before Pesach started, the same jailer brought him matzah and salt. And he told him, your God sent it to you. And years later, the Rebbe would tell Bronstein, he would tell him that you saved two Yidin from a short death by starvation, because he wouldn't beat anything on matzah. But that, that this guy said, your God did it, 
that you were able to get that Balkarchayan Amen, that Ra itself, that this guy itself had to say, your God did it. That was his attitude towards it. They were in jail, and the Surim that they were subjected to were incredible. They were, they, 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 they stopped at nothing, like we said before, tore out all the hairs from his beard and his, and his hair, broke his teeth, everything. They're just, the, 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 the essence of a Malik. That's, that's who they were. And there was once when the Rebbe's son, there was the second Rebbe, one just lifted, said, he thought he's dying. And he said, I have something to ask. And he said, yeah. That that should come to KV Israel. And they laughed at him. They said, You're going to end up a bag of ashes. This went on until Erev Tishabov. Erev, sorry, till Friday, like tomorrow. And they called him in, the rabbi had started when he was saying, Haidi. And he was and he was holding by the pasuk of Yeshua Cheshem with Salmavis, Asira Ani Ubarzel, and the door opens up, and the jailer says, "Come." He said, "You're free. Sign out." It was after Ben Hashmashes. He took a long, a deep breath. He knew it was the fascist. but he said, "I held out so far." Shabbos is also worth being my Sennefish for. And he told him, no, I can't sign until next week, until after Shabbos. I told him, you will die in this jail, and banged the door shut in his face. On Monday morning, they opened the door again, took him out, and signed. He came back, they couldn't recognize him. He was as it was. He was a. He, he was. I mean, he was not a balbasa. He was. He was thin. He was a bigayvin. But his hat fell down on his head. That's how much how shrunk he had become. His teeth were all broken. His hairs were. All, his hairs were all plucked out. He looked like a shevakli. And he came out. They told him that they had had, that his son had had a girl, the week before Shabbos Nachmud and named the and they made a kiddush for her. What are the thoughts of a person in a matzah like that? The Rebbe didn't talk a lot, but he did speak. When every year, Shabbos Nachmu would make a suicide would speak different things, different points. I want to share two things. That that that, uh, that the Rebbe himself wrote. First, he made it. He sang a special nigan. The nigan was a, it's a very upbeat, upbeat nigan uh, uh, march over there. And so I asked him where the thing from, and he said, "I was mechabek in jail." He said, but a nigga like that? He said, I had to prepare something for my Surah Sayyidaya. 
and person shall so rashi tell him says in the whole ekrashen behilulim ekrabes paula fun of tommy I'll always doubt him with a hill claim up aflifnea chua and in the hallway the fish of a tua hanisha bashema even there's a meter that even when a person is laying there on the brink of death he's batuach and he needs to make a nidin for that but he writes two places that I want to share he writes one instance it's, he wrote they put out from and this is in Shmois um, and he writes when I was freed from the terrible jail in Romania, that it's impossible to describe these Yisurim, Yisurim Nefesh, Yisurim Guf, the Rishoyim tortured me with interrogations and extraordinary tortures. And when Hashem helped and freed me, I said that we have two things to thank Hashem for, on the Yeshua and on the Chassadim, Bishas the Tzor itself. When we saw the Chush, the Kiyom of the Dvar Hashem of Imanech Vitzor, that Kaddish Baruch never left us, because he gave us the strength and ability to withstand those terrible Yisurim. Many times I thought that a few more minutes and I'm dead. And while this is happening, Akarish Baruch who infused me with a nigna of Simcha and a nigna of Dvekas that were machazik, my ruach, and gave us again the kayach Mamshik. In another place he describes it. He says, this is like one of the suicides, he said, when you when you're semi-conscious and you can't even remember what your wife and kids look like and your head is about to float away and an evening and a pasik comes to you that's a Kaddish Baruch who's sending it to you and I remember what my father said over from the Sadiqar Rebbe that we say Baruch Goizu Mekayim so he asked that the whole Baruch Shama is all toiv. Everything a Kaddish Baruch Hu does, Baruch Shama Ba'olam, Baruch Hu, Baruch Hu, Baruch Hu, Baruch Hu, where's Geyser Mekayim Kamin? Ba'kavona B'zei says, after Kaddish Baruch Hu, Geyser Chasashon, Gzer Le'odav, even a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Geyser Gzer on a person. U Mekayim, Ulo Mekayim, Shloisamasim, Gam Koyach HaKiyum, Shecholispoel, Oz, Mekava Yisurim, Adeskayim. Ba'zet Sirin Gakwe, Ledes Lashem Atayim. So Baruch Goizah Mekayim is that Kaddish Baruch is Mekayim a person even while this is happening. So the person is, 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 is being crushed and, and, and torn to pieces. And he feels that Kaddish Baruch gave him something. That kiyu is Goizah Mekayim that the person has a kiyu. That's one thought of his. Bishas Meiser. A second thought. He writes this about the Akedah, the Sayyid Akedah. 
it says, it brings a Rashi that says, and he brings some Chidor that some say that it's a Shalhevis Bahar. He wants to explain what is the Shalhevis. He brings the curse, I'm not going through it. He says, he saw in a, in a Sefer, I think it's a Kul Teferis, it's his father's Rebbe, that the Migdash of Eish that will come in here, Yemenu, was built with the greatest Kal Yisrael through Islamus. We are building the base of Migdash. When you build any Aveda that's done with the Eish, that Eish becomes Mitzurif to the Migdash of Lover. And he says, in Shemayim, come down here. And then he says that Avram and Yitzchak went to be my Senefesh, and he brings in, in Hazal, believe Simcha. And then he says, so the Slavos and the Eish that they went to do the Akedah. We know that every mitzvah that Kal Yisrael does with Mr. Snefesh stays and remains in Kal Yisrael. So the Slavos and the Simchashal mitzvah of the Akeda is a Simcha and Islavus that came through Messias Nefesh. And therefore it becomes part of Kalisol Phenitrius. And every time there's an Aveda with Aish, that Aish of Islavus, it becomes part of this Amitash Aish. I want to think a little bit about this, how, how far, far we are the schus, the heilige rebbe, the heilige mitzvah, the kiddush nefesh, the nefesh, the shmeseif, the kultiv, the zin, panusa, naches, bracha, batzlach, and so on. The rebbe says, when you go through Gehenim, with islavus, with simcha, you know what the schar is? You know what you get for it? That simcha and islavus becomes part and parcel of yourself forever. Is there something more worthy of having? This, this is, these are his argoshes. It is not a pshetl and a pasik. This is what he lived when he thought he'd lose his son, when he thought he'd be torn to pieces. And he felt if there's a slavus, any simcha, any slavus, is nikneth through Mr. Snefesh. It's not for us, it's but puts. The Mrs. Nevish got puts in simple Slavis. The Rebbe's Tfisa was I was able to be Mikhaim, Ibdu Hashem Simcha with Mr. Snefesh. I was able to be Mikhaim, the Eish Kodesh took Atomid in the hardest of fires. The Scharis, that, that stays with Milanetzach. Those are the Rebbe's observations. This is this is how so people like that see it. He said another time he, they asked him, I don't remember I, I don't remember where it was, what occasion, but they asked him, how come how come he deserved all that terrible jail and so on? And he said it's a Pasik. 
says Yeshev Chayshem Atzamavus Asirioni Barzel Kihimru Imrei Kael Batzas Alyani Atzu. What's the kasha? Then he added with his dry sense of humor, the Chmainas the all Baisnishlem Pusik. So I think that the guy didn't know the pasuk. I think it's the pasuk is known to the only. But that was the way he. That was the way he talked. They were. They were. He got fit in jail, and he had to go. There was no way to staying. Staying meant he would be killed. There's no, and he left. He spoke to the people before he left, and he told them, "I'm leaving." For your sake, not for my sake. Because from this point onwards, I can do more for you there than here. And he left. His first stop was in Belgium, that was the way that the, the, he. And they told him there, remember, Bull Hashem, he says, this was in 1961, 1966, I think. And he said, Rebbe, we have a place you have laid back. The Rebbe is going to sit, I'll tell you about Vader, for the rest of his life, make up for all the terrible times. And he said, no, I'm going to America. And I said, why does everyone go to America? He says, I have to spend my life collecting money to redeem the people that are still here. And he was also very worried about his people that had gone to Israel and the Chinook and so on. I need to go for their sake. I need to spend my life doing for them. And he went to America. And he got his, and we made a cabal's pointed for him in Williamsburg. And someone describes how he got up and he was, he, he, he got an aliyah. And he said, you know, he, he cried when he said, when he said, when tremendous bachias, obviously. And he got up to speak afterwards. And he started with the Pasuk. As Ochayani Mevakesh, Hagidonali Ephraim Roy. And he stopped, they consulted with him. I'm here. Where are they? As Ochayani Mevakesh. So many are trapped over there. So many are there. On which pastures are they grazing? That was his mission statement. And that would become his life afterwards. They told him, oh, Rebbe said, Hashem, we have put money together, make a Skeleni Yeshiva here, Shaimel Seferis. They said, no, not interested. He said, what do you mean? He said, when a person does something, he has to ask himself, what does the Rebbeinu want? And what does he need? Whether Bacha goes to Skaleni Yeshiva, some other Yeshiva, it's fine. I'm not here, someone else is here. What's the difference? I want to make Yeshivas in places where there is no Yeshivas and where people will not have where to go and people don't have where to go. The He opened up in Eretz Yisrael um, a string of yeshivas. I don't know, yeshivas how to call them institutions called Chassad Avram, where it's the same type of kids that he gathered off the streets in Bucharest, 
and Chanovitz, the same kids, street kids, kids that were going no place, kids that were in Shel Tachtis in every way, neglected, unwanted, un, 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 not raised. Those are the kids he looked for. And those are the moistest that he made. And that was the, that he spent his life raising money for that. He had, had a shtibble, he had a shul, the fair tissue. In 1961, he made his first trip to Eretz Israel. Got off the plane. There were hundreds of people there to greet him. Shtetsa, the comes. Hundreds of people greeting him. Walks out, looks at the crowd, crowd looks at him. And somebody yells out, Tate. And another one, and another one. Every single one of these people had been kids that he had raised in the Bucharest and in Chanavitsis. All those dregs, the assignment that they, they neglected, they were there. They had built themselves up as families. There was a big, burly, secular policeman standing there. And he runs over and he says, Tate, the Gedenksmir, do you remember me? And the said, of course. Ingalat, promise me that you'll at least keep Shabbos. They were all his. In those days, it was before 67, he went to the McCormick's activation. The Kaisal was inaccessible, Taiwan was accessible. Miron was, was a place that was accessible. He went to Miron. He didn't go to the caver. And the rabbi asked him, why aren't you going to the caver? He said, I walked into town, and I see all these waves, all these kids wandering around aimlessly, not, not from nothing. And I said to myself, I can go in to the Tana, to Yechoi, when these kids, I mean, what, what do I need to do first? And he spent a few days starting his voice at the Chesla Abram, and then he went in to then he went into the to the to the, to the Maira. But but he said this is first. He made six or seven trips to Israel. Every trip was for the sake of creating another Maisit, something else. The um, he he insisted on not taking money from the government. He had a shittas, he had a visas. And the Mela, he um, raised every penny and was constantly was sick. His progressive, his eyesight was going, his heart was in terrible shape. And he spent all his time raising money for that. He had a, in America, he was, everyone, everyone was in awe of him. And there wasn't a person in the whole gamut of Dolly Israel, every hug, because it was pure tzaddik, it was pure emis, and everything was a shame shemayim. He was lifted before, I think, and he had a minig that from being a young boy yet, every night 
he would, before going to sleep, he would sit and count the money that he had, be mafish maisa, designate stucker, label every single thing where this money has to be. This is stucker money, this has to be taken maisa, and so on and so forth. Someone asked him why, strange and hugger. And he said, I, um, he, s- he said, I'm being mafkid my neshama takadish baruchu. I don't know if I'll get it back. I have an achrayas to make sure that everything I leave is left, is, is, is in order. That's my achrayas. The last thing he did before his nifta was make a chayshman of his monies and tell his son, there's $700 in my pocket that I didn't take my money from yet. You have to take my money. There's $300 that's Kool-Aid stocker. Don't mix up the rest of the money. And those are the last words that he said. And he was nifta. He left over a letter to his children. They used to say, just what his yachas was. They used to say, ah, he's gebenched with a few hundred children and one adopted son. They meant that his son. They tell over, this is, many people told him, I said that one of these Simon was cold and he was trembling. He was sleeping. He was sleeping. It was at night. And the Rebbe took the thick blanket off his son and put it onto the yasim. And he was cold, the son, he sort of half woke up, he says, Tate, Tate, Simikalt. I'm cold. So he says, but the Yasim is also cold, and he needs it. But he said, but I'm also cold. So the Rebbe told him, my kind, you can at least say Tate, Tate. It's also something that warms the heart. He can't say that. He needs a blanket. His kids. He left him a letter. Atem Bernay, you my children, Bonimshen is God children that I raised. Shebe Ezas Hashem Yisvarach, his Minacham Lebeisi, Shagadas Hamatayra, Kadishparu who brought them to my house, that I shall have this chus of raising for Tayra. Zichrona, please remember, Sheyisimosalachem Yemdaiti Aschem, I was devoted to you from the day I knew you. There was no one who loved you more than me. Be goof, whether it was doing for you, be mama, whether money, be and rabim, all the torches and everything was for your sake. Kimat the whole almost every day, morning and night. I stood, made sure, did you eat? Did you drink? And I hired you excellent palamdim. They should teach you. To enlighten you in Torah. To remind From children that I raised, that I'll begin, they're like my children. Avakesh me'oid, have a bakasha. Lishmer me bittle teira, me dvar To stay away from bittle teira and dvar b'teira. Halo me me yaldus chem is gadalta me tzikibonim. I raise you from childhood as 
children. I ask of you, please do an Aksuach Menishama. Keep learning Torah about the Simcha, and to know Akadish Baruch Hu, Taksa Torah. Learn it as Torah's Chayim. Learn it as Torah's Emes. Torah's Chesed at the point. Besides the Mitzvah's Talmud Torah, you're also adding something to my neshama. Because if you not going to be so careful in learning and keep my mitzvahs, you shall be. Your madinda going to ask me. You raise these kids. They're wasting away time. They're patching time. There's not enough others to do me a favor. Those are the last, this is the last letters for the kids. Another myself. Of the hundreds of people that came to greet him at the airport, there was a person missing. And he went to look for him. Who is the person that had been mouthing on him to the government that ended him up in jail. And he found him on a secular kibbutz. And the Rebbe told him, Amoichel you believe, Shalom. But I ask one thing of you. Send your kid to yeshiva. And he did. I saw someplace, I couldn't find it again, but I definitely saw it. Someone once asked him, how did he have it in his heart? To be Michael, somebody that mastered him. I don't know if it's the same person, someone else. I, I didn't, didn't remember exactly. And he said, "Think of how much pressure must have been put on that person to 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 do what he did." Understand it from him. Yes, I got tortured, but that person was also tortured. Can I blame him? One more mice that includes the entirety of the Rebbe. Somebody, he sent money to somebody to big Yisrach. Unfortunately, the, 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 the shliach embezzled it. The Rebbe found out about it. Tremendous agnes nefesh. And he couldn't fall asleep. Couldn't fall asleep, couldn't fall asleep, couldn't fall asleep. He wasn't sleeping. The Rebbe was frail and weak and sick. And they asked him, um, and, and, and his wife asked him, why did you fall asleep? He says, I can't fall asleep without saying Kriya Shmalamita. In Kriya Shmalamita, you have to moichel everybody. But it's like that I never went to sleep without being moichel anyone. But I can't honestly be moichel. I can say the words, but I can't be moichel. So I can't fall asleep. I can't, no matter what I do, the tsar of the other person not getting the money, the tsar's person did, I, I can't, and I can't, so I can't say Krishna. I'm not going to say words I don't believe. I'm not going to say words that, that, that are not real to me. So, so, and, and on and on. It took him a day or two until he had enough, enough that they could say, believe Shalom on, on his tsar, his Michael, and was able to go to sleep. There's a pasuk. 
thinking back and reflecting on the Rebbe, on the person, on his life. Dr. Melech looked for Kaddish Baruch Hu and found that Kaddish Baruch Hu everywhere. And he said, in Esak Shemayim, Shem Atta, if I soar up to the heavens, you are there. And I plop down to the deepest pits. There's a Deher of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And there's a Deher of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In Shoel Tachtis. David HaMelech was the regular reveal and recover. David HaMelech was the Meroimim Meroimim. That was one part of the Ramelech. In Esach Shemayim. And of Ramelech it says, Yodai Muluchlochais, Ishpir Vesholi Vadam, to be Mater Isha Levailo. And he was down, down, deep, being Mavarat Tumah from Tyre. And of Ramelech could say, In Esach Shemayim, Shemato. The Rebbe Fia Kainan Aladairis was Begoiva Meroimim, Zan Hoggis, Dalmi Hochi, every single thing about the war. If the war never happened, Zan Hoggis themselves, of Chinat Esak Shemayim, he was a Kaddish Alien, Dover from Kaddish in every possible. And there was one end. That the Shamhata. And then he came down to the Shoel Tachtis. Nazism, communism, the, 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 the type of people who were so coarse, the, 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 the incredible cruelty that, 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 that Malthus has, the Nitzitzis the, 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 the of Kedusha and Kal Yisrael. That are misgalgal nashpatos. The Rebbe saying, "Rosa the Shabbos and the Mispainer Chada, Kolishbar was echad, kavul echad," and with his handkerchief wiping the nose of 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 of, of a kid who who's who, who's a, a, a yasin. We can't even think of it. In Esak Shemayim, one more point about the pasuk. In Esak Shamayim Shamata, no matter how high a person goes, Kashpoch was always beyond Shamata. It's just like when you look with a telescope to a faraway galaxy, you see it better, but, but it's always beyond. In the Mahalak of Esak Shamayim, it's always Shamata. Kashpoch was always beyond. But when you mashmesh, when you find the Kedusha, in a masa, in the child of somebody who was moist on you. That's where you touch the Kedusha. When, when you find it in, in, in the hardest and the harshest and, and the place is so far. Hineka, Hineka means mukhan it, it, it's, it's something which is there. You can touch it with your hand, you can feel it with your hands. Please, we to speak about someone like that. It says in Gemara, 
Kaisos Nimshal Ta'eris, and that's why, and that's why we speak about them as Ars Elevonim, Ars is Maski, and Ars goes tall, high. But Gura has another, it's a Tanra Abonim. The Oil of the Adam, Rach Kekana, the Lake Kasher person needs to be flexible and soft, like a kana. An eras is tall and stout and, 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 and uh, strong. It takes a lot to crack it. Oh, cracked, it's cracked. A person needs to be able to bend like a kana. Ashrenu, Kvali Yisrael Zarazim, the eras we're talking about, this giant, was an heiress that was Rach Kekana. How does it work? I don't know. But we saw a person like that. A person whose head was a Shemayim and could bend down all the way. People speak this in Yanim and talk about different high in Yanim. That the higher an Indian is, the lower down it can affect, and the muscle they use is was hecha menches, was The taller person is, the lower down you can come. That's betnai that he is rachikana as well. He needs to have the mile of the eres and the rachikana. Needs to have the head neseksholayim and bend all the way down. Those are the lesson calls. Ah, sì, alle forme, non mi ha dirato.